Good evening, my friend. Good morning, my friend. The caffeine said a little bit earlier today, apparently. I uh, I am in desperate need, to be honest. <laughs> you know those days where you just look tired? Today, I look tired. I knew that I must have looked tired because I, just before I was walking in here, Michael looked at me and he went, do you want to change your top? And I went, no. <laughs> I, and, and well, and, and that's like the, that's like one of the worst things people can say to you is, oh, you look tired or oh, <laughs> you, you, you look like you're having a rough day. You look sick. And it's like, I was feeling great until you said that, my yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> Apparently, I want to take this show PG because I said F you very much instead of dropping F-bombs, which you and I have had complete episodes before where we're just like <laughs> all into it. But, but and here's another thing, because and you and I have a lot to talk about because we're in the week between Christmas and New Year. Um, we, we both have found bargains shopping-wise, which we will talk about. Yes. But – I was so I was when when my parents were over um, a few nights ago for dinner, I was showing them a TikTok, and it's the and it was like, well, first off, it's this guy that does a podcast. His name's Gino the Ghost, and he calls out these hustle bros, the 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 entrepreneur bros and stuff like that. And I was showing my parents this, and it was about like a, um, it was about a real estate thing, and like. He drops probably in the 60-second clip four or five F-bombs. And it's interesting because I feel like when you used to watch stuff on network TV, you would never hear that. Then when mm. you hear it in cable, you'd see it, you'd hear it in comedy specials. I will yeah. tell you, it doesn't matter who it is. If you're scrolling TikTok, and I know you and I, I mean, I've dropped a fair share of F-bombs in my content. It just, it seems like it's become commonplace now. Um, I think it depends on where in the world that you are. I think that if you're from Scotland or Ireland, it always has been commonplace. Yeah. It's just that you've got such an adorable little accent that nobody cares. <laughs> you know, Billy, Billy Connolly, uh, I remember my nana saying that she hated Billy Connolly because he swore so much. And it was up until that moment, nobody in our household had realized that he swore. Yeah. Because he just yeah, has a Scottish accent. <laughs> you don't notice it. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I think it is. I, I'm very aware of of swearing now, yeah, because I have little humans in my house quite frequently. Um, what I learned uh, very early on in uh, in co-parenting is that crap is the c word in my house. That's good because I just remember the youngest one looking at me and going. You said the C word, and in my head, I'm thinking, I'm not someone that says the C word very often. We have done I'm like, episodes on this, actually. On yeah. the C word, yeah. 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 And I'm like, Did I? I can't believe I just said, and at the time, I think he was seven. I'm like, I can't believe I said that in front of a seven year old. What is wrong with me? And then I realized he meant crap. I, I said crappy. Yeah. Yeah. Something was crappy, and that's the C word. He was, he was. And I'm, he was right to call you out. Now, I will say, <laughs> I try, I try not to cuss, like mm. in day to day life, and and a lot of times when I do my content, and honestly, a lot of times now if I do it in content, <clears throat> it is for emphasis, um, which is good. I will say when, 
if if something happens and you get me in the right mood, I can do the steady stream as good as anybody else. And it's very oh, yeah. excellent and it just flies. And back to hand gestures. Yeah. Uh, I, I used I used the C word a lot in reference to something uh yeah. quite elusively in the last week and a half. Uh, to the point where I was, uh, it was basically almost a competition in my head of how many different variations of it I could make, uh, which was rather impressive. I will tell you yeah. those later when we are no longer on air, um, no longer recording. Um, but yeah, that was really impressive to the point where Michael was just laughing. He's like yeah. looking at me and laughing. I, I do this thing where I don't try to not swear. Right. Because I find that when I try not to to swear or curse or cuss or, or whatever we want to call it, when I try not to, I tend to do it more. Mm, yeah. You know, it's like don't think about the color red. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. Well, and, the, and, and that's an interesting thing, too, when, when you say, like, I'm not going to do something or I'm not going to think about something that I got a, just a question in my head, like, how how can we uh, change our thoughts? Like, should we instead of not thinking about something? Is it just as simple as instead of not thinking about something, picking something very specific to to focus on? Like, how do we do that? I don't know how it works for other people. For me, I tend to say, okay, the only swear word I'm going to use this week is this one. And that'll be just like that particular one. Um, but I think as well, it can be, if you're somebody that's swearing a lot and you're swearing a lot out of frustration, maybe taking a look at what's causing the frustration or the lack of patience, right? Because there are a lot of reasons why we lack patience at, at different times. And, and I know that there are a lot of women out there that tell you that, that PMS isn't real. PMS is real. PMS is real. I am more emotional. I am shorter tempered three to four days before my, my period. Yeah. Because my hormones make me that way. And it's kind of nice to have something to blame. So yeah. I'm going to just take it and say PMS is real. Um, but yeah, I think, I think if you're swearing a lot and, and you have an issue with you swearing a lot, because some people don't, some people don't care. Right. Um, you know, maybe have a look at, what's going on behind the scene. Yeah, it's, well, and that I think is a whole nother conversation too, of like, <clears throat> you look at our actions, you look at what we do, and then underneath it, it's like, what's driving that? Like, in this case, there's there's something underneath probably that is driving the behavior of swearing. There's something, whatever the behavior is, or whatever the thought process is, or the level of anxiousness that you have, the level of, of um, happiness and gratitude that you have at the moment. Like there's, there's always something underneath the surface that's driving things. Um, but I don't want to get too far off topic because I do want to talk about holiday deals. Cause I'm, I'm going to tell you, I feel like from a retail standpoint, things, things were pretty good deal wise after, uh, after Christmas this year. And I haven't, I don't know if it's that I haven't really participated in my, in this as much, uh, previous years, but I went shopping for a few things and I found some really good stuff. What did you find? Let's get into this. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, you guys don't have Boxing Day, do you? I think Boxing Day is a – I wonder if they have it in Canada because I have a feeling that it's very much a Commonwealth thing because Britain has Boxing Day, Australia has Boxing Day, New Zealand has Boxing Day. Yeah. Uh, Boxing Day uh, 
I think traditionally was like the day that people would go and return gifts yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for a long time in Australia, the shops were closed except for like the major retailers. Sure. And they would have these massive sales. So, so Australia, um, up until probably the last five years, Australia never had Black Friday sales, right? That was very sure. much an American thing. We picked it up. We ran with it. We're okay with that. Boxing Day sales are even bigger here. So if there's something that you really, really want, yeah, you risk not getting it as a Christmas present so that you can buy it at the Boxing Day sales. That said, most retailers are smart and will not release what's in their Boxing Day sale yeah. until after Christmas Day. So, like, you'll be looking at, like, midnight on Boxing Day and they'll announce all their sales. I am not somebody that buys big ticket items. Okay. Yeah. I am somebody that is quite obsessed with Christmas decorations. I have never hidden this from you. You're well aware of that. I have color schemes in my Christmas decorations. This year, my color scheme for my tree and my surrounding decorations was purple and gold. Gold is always my accompanying color, right? Some people go silver. Some people go gold. I go gold because I bought a decoration with my dad when I was six years old that I thought was the most beautiful bell I'd ever seen. And I don't know why I thought that. I don't know why I thought that at all, Daryl. Um but that bell sits proudly on the front of my Christmas tree every year. <laughs> so oh. I have to pick a color. So this year we were purple and gold. Last year it was blue and gold. Yes. Because um, anybody can do red and green. <laughs> and uh, so what I generally speaking do in the week after Christmas is I find all of my decorations for the next Christmas because I'm not paying full price for anything. Um, so I have a tree that I've had six different people tell me how amazing my tree is, like that they never really thought of trees that way, that they want a tree that looks like that. I'm contemplating, do I want that to be my business next December? Just do people's Christmas trees for a living. And, <clears throat> and all of my decorations were bought at one quarter the price that they would normally have cost. So uh, Michael comes up to me and I thought we were really happy with the purple and gold and I just expected us to do it again next year. And he said to me, what theme are we doing for next Christmas? And I went, I, I haven't thought about it yet. And he's like, well, I'm voting for either pink and gold like it's like a fuchsia pink. And I went, okay. And he goes, or red or gold. Is that too traditional? And I'm like, um, red and gold is traditional, but that can also be classic. And he's like, okay, well, when we go looking, let's look for those two colours. We have not found enough of either colour for it to be a definite thing. Mm. But what we do have is an, is like enough to start a red, red and gold Christmas theme and enough to start a fuchsia and gold Christmas theme. I've also bought, uh, and also uh, when I tell you that, I work a color scheme. Even my wrapping paper matches my color scheme. So I now have wrapping paper for purple and gold, blue and gold, red and gold, fuchsia and gold. So not only can you decorate people's Christmas trees, you could sell them your last year's color scheme. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So I'm, I'm cracking up here because, as you're well aware, I get you the link to this podcast maybe a minute before we go. I need to step up my organization game because you've already got your color scheme layout for next Christmas. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at my 
at my Christmas uh, tree, I still have um, using the wrapping paper and the tags that I got last year. But man, I I I I'm digging. So, and Heather and I have talked about having a like, and like having a place where we have a Christmas tree in every room. So we're probably going to need to have. I'm, I'm with. I am with Heather yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, the kids both have a little Christmas tree in their rooms, and and they thought it was just this amazingly generous thing that I did for them last year, and it was completely self serving because it stopped them touching my Christmas tree. Yeah. Um, so I actually had a friend, I meant to tell you this last week and I didn't get a chance because we got distracted. Mm -hmm. Uh, so hang on, let me find the conversation. Uh, she said to me, um, that her little girl said to her, do you think we can give our Christmas tree decorations to someone who doesn't have many? And then we can get some that look like Rachel's. (laughs) <laughs> she's five but yeah. she's there five you there you go and uh and i said to her i love her generosity of spirit that's so giving and then she sent me a picture of her christmas tree which i'll show you later yeah and she and and i said i think it looks beautiful now for me christmas tree started because uh when my dad died christmas became my mom's hobby right christmas was something my mom did well my mom was not sure. gentle she wasn't soft she she but she did christmas well yeah and um and so up until I was nine, our Christmas tree was like every color of the rainbow, like every decoration you can imagine. Nothing matched the, you know, that thick, yeah. awful tinsel that was all over it, right? It was very much the quintessential '80s and '90s trees. That that's yeah. how my mom decorated. And when my dad died, my mom all of a sudden got it into her th- her mind that she wanted color schemes. So. Every year there would be a color scheme to the tree. And the first year I was grown up enough to have my own tree. Did Rachel rebel against that? Did she? Heck yeah. Of course. I got every color that I could. It was a rainbow on that tree. Nowhere near enough baubles, by the way. That's the secret in case you're wondering. No gaps. Um, And she walked in and she looked at it and she went, oh, I taught you better than this. And I went, I love it. And she's like, I hate it. Pick a colour and stick with it. And I'm like, nope, that's the point. I'm not, I'm not picking a colour. So, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, some of you may have rebelled against your parents by staying out late and getting drunk and, you know, running off with boys or girls that you weren't meant to. Yeah, this, you did uh, that. You did that too. Let's not act like this. It. This Rachel, I mean, I didn't lie about it though. This Rachel <laughs> rebelled by having a Christmas tree with every color bauble she could possibly imagine and nothing matched. It was like, I looked at a picture of it the other day because, you know, thanks Facebook memories. Yeah. And I went, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> it's awful. I started color coordinated Christmas trees uh, because of what, um, all my decorations got water damaged. This was about five years ago, six years ago. All of my Christmas tree decorations got water damaged. Um, and I had to go and buy them. And because it was so late, there was literally three colors left and it was gold, bronze and rose gold. And when I put them on the tree, it just looks so freaking amazing. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And then the next year it was, um, I did a Disney tree 
Yeah. So everything was in shades of red and green and gold, but they were all Disney themed, mm-hmm. um, including my tree topper, which was a, a Mickey ears tree topper. Um, I lost all of my Christmas decorations in my divorce. <laughs> and I was so disappointed about that at first. Like when we were, when I moved to Melbourne, I was so disappointed. And Michael just went, it gives us an opportunity to buy new ones. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. So uh, at this point, I mean, I literally had friends come over so I could wrap all their Christmas presents for them. So I'm thinking I'm just going to add Christmas tree decoration to the list for that next year. Yeah, I think that and makes go sense. with it. I, I love it. I love doing it. It's so, I, I think probably because I, I'm very, very easygoing with a lot of things, but I'm type A on a few things that really matter to me and Christmas trees really matter. And, um, yeah, <laughs> and so I'm just like, oh. And because I've got enough colour coordinations now, I can, like, say to friends that really want trees like that, hey, I've got ones you can borrow. you got to buy your own gold baubles because I use the gold ones every year, but mm-hmm. you guys call them ornaments, don't you? You don't call them baubles. Well, we do call them ornaments, but actually it makes sense, especially with the ones that are essentially bowls, to call them that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So another thing, because like it, it's funny, we have topics, and then I, I'm i our, our unofficial official fact checker, unless you're the fact checker, which basically means when we talk about something, I'll Google it and see if I can get some more info. Um, mm. Boxing Day is celebrated in Massachusetts, in the U.S., but nowhere else. Oh, but I'm the, going to Massachusetts, so I can. You, you can, you them can that. talk to them about yes. Well, but here's <laughs> the interesting thing: it may not be an official thing, but that's always been like the busy, like an extraordinarily busy day in retail for that reason. People are people make returns. People are returning. People are using gift cards. Like, mm. yeah. So, um, it it may not be celebrated, but it should be. And I was smiling when you were talking about it because when I, when I worked, uh, when I worked for Spring, and I, our our marketing department was so cool because um, we were remote anyway. But you had like the office was in London, so we had uh, three three of the girls worked there. Um, one of them actually uh, was from Scotland, so we we got the Scottish accent there too. Um, one was our one of the bosses was actually was based in Spain. Um, so I got to hear all the stuff that was going on going on around the world and not just in the US because you know US likes to insulate itself and pretend that we're the only the way we do things is the only way they're done. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but yeah, it happens. I'm actually on uh, expat TikTok at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, I'm on American expat TikTok, where yeah. Americans are living in different places around the world. And and in particular, Americans who are amazed at the fact that the rest of the world actually takes time off to celebrate Christmas, which I actually thought that was just a thing. But you guys, apparently it's very common to just have Christmas Day off. So this, now here's the running gag about working, uh, about working here. Between Thanksgiving for us, which is usually the last week of November, mm-hmm. and the end of the year, good luck getting somebody to actually respond to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
for anything work related until the next year. It has yeah. be, it has been a meme for years, um, and yeah, that that's the running joke. That now you're not gonna you're probably not gonna get anything actually taken care of the last six weeks of the year. Um, but this again kind of goes into the the obsession around. So <laughs> the the badge of honor of of constantly working has really really started to rub me the wrong way probably the last six months to a year um, mm -hmm. you kind of look at it and it's like you're working 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 but what's the like what's the payoff and now <clears throat> again the other thing that's going on here and i think it's pretty much going on worldwide inflation is out of control housing costs are out of control like yeah. so if you were making you could live on a certain salary range three or four years ago and you are not able to live in that salary. Survive from that anymore. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. It has gone from being comfortable to barely surviving. So I understand, um, you know, I understand why people are like, oh my gosh, I have to work, I have to work, I have to work. But the interesting thing about when you're working at companies is, is the, like, it's the badge of honor that you don't take off. And then you, that's why burnout is so high. So yeah, there are people that there will be people that would be avail that were probably available on Christmas Day for work. Like they would tell their boss, I know I'm supposed to be off, but I'm really going to be doing things. And it just it catches up to you. But there's this, I, I don't know if that's I know that during the pandemic when everything really went remote, I know that kind of really amped things up. Um, you know, because the, in organizations in general, like they're always trying to do more with less and absolutely with tools, technologies, how skilled some workers are now, um, you can do more with less, but the human element of that is burnout. So while they'll say, Hey, we only take Christmas day off here. Um, we really, there, there's a lot of overworked people. Um, yeah. and that's not even touching the fact of, again, cost of living being what it is maybe you've taken on a side job maybe you've done like it's it's a really weird it, it's it's a really it, it takes a toll on your emotional and your mental health but it's worn as this weird badge of honor with a lot of people too mm -hmm. um so i've worked christmas day before when i was in university i worked as a personal carer at a nursing home yeah. So I would work Christmas Day every year. I would volunteer it. It was great money. Like it was double yeah. time and a half. Yeah. Um, Australia is very good at penalty rates for public holidays. Um, and so I would work Christmas Day. I would usually do a four-hour shift in the afternoon. So I'd do four to eight. Yeah. And what I loved about that day was that I would have the time that I wouldn't normally have on that shift to do things. You know, I would get to paint someone's nails. You would you were spending time with people who didn't have families. Because everybody that did have a family, their family was visiting them and you weren't required to do anything. Um, so I, I did work that. Um, generally speaking, with exception to probably retail workers, service station workers, and probably nurses and doctors, most people get off from the 24th until the 4th here. Yeah, makes sense. So... Um, I, this is the first year that I haven't worked Christmas Eve in a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, and 
there were a few years there when I was working for, I was working for a women's charity and um, I won't name them because I don't think this was particularly nice of them. They picked two of us that didn't have kids. We were the younger two that didn't have kids and we were the two that were delegated to work. I think it was the the 28th, 29th and the 30th. The three public, the three non-public holidays between Christmas and New Year. Um, and so we essentially sat there and did nothing because nobody was calling, nobody was coming in, nothing was happening. Sure. We um, in fact, we looked at where the good sales were so we could go and yeah. pick up things up to book. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, but we got assigned those days because we didn't have children. And what's ironic is that both of us still don't have children and this was like 10 years ago <laughs> um you said you got some good sales i want to know what you got and i also have very nearly twice told you what i got you because i'm bringing you something from australia <laughs> um so well I, I have a question before i get into that work over there or what is what is predominantly more because you you said that um, holiday pay is they're they're pretty good about that. Are most people paid hourly or are most people salary? Um, it would depend. Generally speaking, a salary over here is worked out at an hourly rate with a certain yeah. amount of hours per week. So uh, um, we have a lot of benefits. So you have ten sick days per year. So ten days of being paid full pay for being sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't even you don't have to tell them what's wrong with you either. You just tell them that you're sick. You if you have more than two days off in a row, you'll need to provide a doctor's certificate. But sure. Apart, but the doctor just puts on their medical condition, right? Because it's <laughs> not their business. What's wrong yeah, with you? For sure. Right? Uh, we also get four weeks of paid. Uh, we would call it holiday leave. You guys call it vacation leave. A year. Yeah. Uh, so that's twenty days. <clears throat> twenty days of holiday pay and 10 days of sick pay, so a month of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the work week, the average work week here is between 38 and 40 hours. You would get a salary, but your salary is paid on that amount divided by those hours per week. How many people are working? Or is it common? How common is it for people to be working salary and then end up working 50, maybe even 60 hours a week? It depends but- on the person. Michael is somebody that does that. I was always somebody that did that too, but it is not an expectation for most employers. Gotcha. They expect you to get your work done. If yeah. you, you know, some people, I, you know, I work better when there's no one in the office. So no. I was always somebody that came in two hours early and did stuff before work mm-hmm. because I, you know, I can procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm no, better I, with the deadline. Yeah. No, I, I, um, and I think deadline, actually, I think deadlines help. Um, I think I, and I like tighter deadlines. Like if I have something that I want to get done and I'll have like the drop dead deadline, but then I'll like, say I had something that I want done in two weeks, but if I give myself a deadline of three days and I think that's, that's actually the mental game of productivity. So if I've scheduled, I like going into my, um, project management board and putting dates on things, but then going in when I'm actually doing the tasks and getting them done pretty far ahead. Um, Cause that makes me, puts me in a headspace of, you know, I'm getting stuff done. 
Um, but then at the same time, I will I will shift stuff around, move it back, move it forward based on um, I, I just I feel like then I'm on top of my work because one of the yeah. most frustrating feelings is when you feel like you're constantly going from thing to thing and you feel like you're running behind. I would much rather be running ahead mm -hmm. of work. Um, I, I, I find that so, some people work much better on a Monday, right? Say the working week is Monday to Friday. Yeah. Some people work better on a Monday. I've always been somebody that worked my very best and excelled the most on a Friday. Because mm -hmm. I want it done before the weekend because yeah. that way I can enjoy my weekend. When I told you that I got paid like time and a half or double time and a half uh, for Christmas Day, I was working, I was a casual worker then because I was at yeah. university. So that was my yeah. casual job. Makes sense. Um, I'm not sure. On what minimum wage is here though i feel like the hourly minimum wage is about 21 dollars an hour i'm gonna look it up now uh so that goes for any worker who is over the age of 20. uh if you are a casual i think it's like 15 percent loading on top of that because you don't get sick pay or holiday pay sure. um so that was i i remember like back then uh, so now the minimum wage for anybody over the age of 20 is $23 and 23 cents an hour. Um, Cause I had a friend who was a social worker in the States and she said to me, if I wanted to be sponsored to like work over there for a while, I could be. And I asked her what the rate of pay was. And she said, $28 an hour. And I went, I could get almost that working at McDonald's. Yeah. Um, we pay well. There are certain things that are expensive, although looking at things, the, the price difference is is not as much as it used to be. Right. Um, um, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, 23, 23 an hour. So if you were, say, somebody that was working casual, you'd get, what, like an extra 15% on that. So we'll say you're getting $25 an hour. And if you're working a public holiday, you're getting, you know, time and a half or double pay. So you're getting like $50 an hour or $55, $60 an hour. If you're uh, only young, I was only 19, 20. Yeah. You <laughs> take four hours of pay at $60 an hour and go, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice paycheck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I, I feel like pay and work expectations. We had the, the stuff that we grew up with that mm. was probably the expectation for a generation, generation and a half. Yeah. And then as we've been in the workforce for the last 15, 20 years, things have changed and mm. they're continuing to change. And we have to look at things a little bit differently, which honestly, part of that's really exciting if you think about it. I think some of it is really great. I mean, do you know anybody, when we first started in the workplace, do you know anybody that ever took a mental health day? There was no such thing. No. And yet there was people, like people were burnt out and got, like, I just think, I, I think it's so incredible yeah. that you can take a mental health day. I don't know about in the States, but in Australia, it, your, your sick leave is also carer's leave. So yeah. if you've got a kid that's sick and you've got to stay home with that kid, you get paid to do that 10 wonderful. days a year, that's which wonderful. means if you're in a partnered relationship, that's 20 days between the two of you. Kids get sick all the time. Like, isn't, isn't it nice that you've got that option of, of being paid to stay home? But, the, you know, these were things that my mum didn't get. I remember my mum telling me, because uh, I, I, I would go as far to say is that I think Australia has very poor maternity leave. Mm -hmm. policy compared to most European nations compared mm -hmm. to America we're aces but 
compared to, you know, like Norway and places like that. They have these incredible, like where the mum is paid for like a whole year to be off work. Yeah. In Australia, you get eight weeks paid by your employer and you get eight weeks paid by the government. So you get 16 weeks off. But what most employers will do is when they know that you've got, like, so what you have to do is you have to let HR know as soon as you are, you know, at that point so that they can prepare you for maternity leave. And what they'll do is they'll tell you how much annual leave you have. And you can then add that too. So like a lot of people I know that planned their pregnancies would just save a couple of weeks of annual leave every year for a few years leading up to it. Mm -hmm. So instead of getting four months of maternity leave, you end up with eight months maternity leave where you're getting paid, you know, your whole salary. Yeah. And you, you're literally being paid by your employer to stay home and take care of your child, which is nice because they complained that Australians weren't having enough babies. Well, there you go. So now you've got care of them. They brought in a baby bonus. They got rid of that one. That was not clever. Well, but I, and I'll tell you, I mean, like this, so this is one of the biggest things that, that drives me long term is you mentioned maternity leave and I think you said Norway. Um, I firmly believe that I don't know where it's going to be, but I look at how healthcare is done here. And you and I, again, Mm -hmm. things we have done entire podcast episodes on, we've done, we've, we've talked about benefits. Now the, the interesting thing, because the underlining message for anything benefit wise for the U S versus any country is against a lot of countries is, uh, our benefits are, are (laughs) used to see word are crap. Um, and the other countries are so much better. I have found when you have conversations with people in those countries, in a lot of cases, they are better, but it's not as big of a gap as you necessarily think. However, one of my long-term concerns, because with cerebral palsy, I have no idea what kind of medical care I'm going to need um, in later, later years of life. So I actually have to look at where is it that I'm that I'm going to live? And it's kind of Australia. funny. Well, <laughs> but not where, where all the crazy things that can kill me are. Um, we'll, find, we'll find you a non-killable place. I like snow. <laughs> How often do you have snow in Australia? It depends on where you live in Sydney. I, I've, ne- I've only ever seen snow once, and that was six hours drive from my house. Doesn't yeah. snow in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, where I am now, I, apparently it occasionally snows. But I've lived here 18 months. I still haven't seen snow. Yeah. Um, our version of winter is very mild. Like, yeah. I'm 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 going to the states in February and March, and it is far colder in March yeah. there than it ever is here. So, <laughs> um, I just by the way, I just looked up countries with the best maternity leave. Yes. Bulgaria, Bulgaria, Sweden, Greece. Japan, yeah, those ones. Well, and we were, so we were, I was having, I was hosting dinner with my parents and Mm -hmm. uh, mother was here once and I had mentioned what I told you. I'm like, well, I'm probably gonna have to move somewhere and it's probably gonna be one of the Scandinavian countries. And then like, we talked about it a little bit. And then after they left, she's like, hey, uh, way to spring it on me that we're probably gonna end up living in Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Thanks. Don't so, move to Switzerland. It's too expensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nor- Norway, um, 
Norway has amazing stuff. Iceland has amazing stuff, but they both also have amazing snow. Yeah. Um, Australia, I think, I look, I look at the system and having worked with so many people that use the yes. system, I see the gaps. Yes. Um, I always find it funny, particularly on TikTok, that there are, I, I think that there are some very, very open-minded Americans. I think there are also Americans that go, well, inclusive health, like, you, you know, inclusive healthcare where you guys pay tax through the roof. Just letting you know, we pay less tax than anybody that lives in New York or California. <laughs> Just letting you know that. Yeah. There are many states in America where you're paying more tax than us and we're getting <laughs> we're getting universal healthcare. Um, <clears throat> I, there are benefits. And there is a new system over here, and I say new system, it's been in place for seven years now, not quite seven years, uh, called the National National Disability Insurance Scheme. And what that is is that anybody that rec is recognised as having a disability, mm -hmm. whether that be intellectual or physical, mm -hmm. uh, submits paperwork, doctor's reports, all those things. Yeah. gets an interview and goes through and they go through every single part of that person's life and how their disability impacts on that life. So if you've got a kid that has autism, mm -hmm. they might have big impacts on their ability to socialise. They might have big impacts on speech. They might have big impacts on these things. The government then reviews and provides a certain amount of money per year that that family is given, not directly, <laughs> they're given a, a package. Yeah. Yeah. that they can access those services with. If you have a kid that has a physical disability that requires an electric wheelchair, you can purchase your wheelchair from your package. If you if you have, I, I don't know specifically in, in relation to cerebral palsy, but I would imagine that it's the same. Each package is different. Mm -hmm. The more information you give them about yourself and the impacts that your disability has on your day-to-day -day life, the more you get assistance. So the more financial assistance. So I have seen packages where a small package when I was working in the disability sector and my guys were all recognised as having autism yeah. or some version of an intellectual disability. I am also in no way calling autism an intellectual disability. Um, <laughs> uh, the smallest NDIS package that I came across was about $29,000. Uh, annually. So um, I know that there were people with physical disabilities that got things like uh, physiotherapy, they get uh, um, OTs into their houses to fit their houses with certain whatever. They're not paying for any of this. The government is paying for this. Some of these people are able to work some of them can't. If they can't work, they're on the, the uh, they're on a disability pension provided again by the government. Mm -hmm. Not a massive amount of money, not for anybody that's been working. But again, you know. So, and and this is, it's been uh, as far as my I've I've done a pretty good job of accommodating my life with what my abilities are. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, I look at it like as long as I'm able to communicate, as long as I'm able to um, use a keyboard or whatever. But see, the, the, this is interesting. This is kind of interesting too. Whereas um, 
if I'm typing on a keyboard, like I can work on a document, it takes me however long to do it. You would mm. never like how long, you know, and it's fine. But I will say that if I'm sitting here typing something out or if, I, if I'm writing something out by hand, I could write down two sentences and then my hand starts to, to hurt. I will say uh, with the latest, one of the later iPhone updates with doing like the voice to text and how good that's gotten, it's so much faster for me. Um, yeah. You know, because you've known me for years, I'm notorious with the voice. I was notorious yeah. with voice most because it was so much faster and easier. And now that voice to text is what it is, um, you know, that's been very helpful. And it's funny because I had a, I don't know if I brought this up to you, and I might have actually brought this up on the podcast. Um, my neighbor, when I was, when I'd gotten laid off from the tech company about a year and a half ago, I was talking to them outside. She just assumed I was on disability. And like yeah. for me, I, I've never, and again, I think it's it's a, certain people definitely need it. But what you said is also true is it's not a lot of money if you're somebody that's been working and there are plenty yeah. of people. I mean, like I'm straight up, I'm not going to let like one of my, you know, one of my biggest things has been, I don't ever really want to be uh, like one of my fears being somebody with a disability is that I was going to be an adult in poverty. I'm not doing that. Like, no. Yeah. Not happening. So, you know, I look at it, I, I think the way the world is right now, retirement, um, I don't think is is really going to be a thing for, for us here. And honestly, the people I know that have, have retired, like, they don't know what to do with themselves because they work mm. however many years. Um, I'm just trying to build a life that I enjoy. I'm trying to enjoy it as I build it. And, you know, the the, the people, the experiences, the work, all of it ties into that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, as we're talking about, the world is constantly changing. I do wonder what it's going to be like in 30, 40 years. And then if we've yeah. got these advances in science where we live to be like 120, who knows? So, yeah. Um, so I, I was thinking of two things. I, I worked with a caseworker for a few years as an, as a colleague. Yeah. Uh, who who had CP. And yeah. he was so tough on anybody that came in with any form of disability because he's like, well, I can work. And I went, but you don't yeah. know other people's circumstances. Yeah. Um, but what he found really helpful was that they had voice to text. Yeah. He, he used to wear a headset and his case notes were done Yeah. by him talking into this headset. And, um, you know, I, I think I think the NDIS is not perfect. I think that every year we find things that aren't perfect about it, sure. that there are people whose packages should be a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. There are people who don't quite know how to use their packages. There are right. also people that live remotely and they don't have access to the services that they need. Yeah. Um. I also, uh, I mean, Australia is a very, very vast country. Our rural, you know, there are people that have to drive four hours to go to a grocery store. So yeah. it's <clears throat> accessing services can be a real issue. Um, that said, I do think that there are amazing things that have come out of it. And yeah. I, I think that it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um because it's about working with people's abilities. And, and one of the things uh, I know with where I was working at the time, one of the things that the guys that were on the spectrum could get 
was vocational assistance, you know, one-on-one support to get into the workplace, one-on-one support to get into a course and study so that they could, you know, help learning how to socialise with other people. They could uh, improve their vocal skills. There was, um, I knew somebody with CF who literally got physio sessions and massage as part of their, and it helped release so much fluid from their lungs. You know, there's a lot of benefits there for a lot of different people. So, yeah, progress. Progression, not perfection. Yeah. Well, and I think... I think this is government programs in general. There's the resources are there, but I've, this could be my personal experience, but I think a lot of people that I've talked to, it's, it's similar where the resources are there, but you can't rely on that as your sole. In this case, we're talking about income. You can't rely on that as like ending solution. Otherwise, you know, I mean, it's like, like, it's not, I, I think most programs are built, to be temporary, even if they say they're, they're lifelong. Um, before we get too far off topic, we literally teased at the beginning of this podcast that we got some great deals and I haven't talked about any of my deals. Okay, and go for it. I want to hear about your deals. So I went to, I went to TJ Maxx oh. and. Did you get $30 lounge fly backpacks? Because I really want them. And everybody on my TikTok is getting them. The Disney I, backpacks. for thirty. I, I did. I did not. Um, disappointed. I know. Well, you know, again, that's one thing that I would <laughs> normally select. But what I got was um, for myself, two pairs of sweatpants, two hoodies, and then uh, wine tumblers of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and then I was able to pick up um, Heather needed a new coffee pot. She's like, just hasn't gotten one. So I was like, oh, here you go. I sent her a picture of this. I was like, would you use this? She said, yes. Picked it up for, boom, boom. So, um, so got that. And then, else? Oh, there was a deal on board games. So I got Monopoly, Trivial Pursuit, um, two decks of regular playing cards, a deck of euchre playing cards, and then something that I never really thought about with Trivial Pursuit, but it makes total sense. They have booster packs of different types yeah. of trivia. Of course, you can use your standard board with these booster packs. I'm very excited about that. I would be very excited too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes, a ahead. couple of things. I, yeah. I, I go Cincinnati Bengals. Did I yeah. say that right? You did. Yay, go team in the sport yes, thing yes. that you are. That's right. Yes, yes. Nice um, TK Maxx, uh, TJ Maxx in Australia is TK Maxx. Um, <laughs> I yes. Yes, yep. yes. Um and my my sister actually sent me down. Um, I'm sure she probably got them as a gift or she got, you know, whatever. They were probably really cheap. She yeah. got, she sent me down a pack of trivial pursuit cards for 90s trivia and a pack for uh two thousands trivia. Let's just say I had no idea that I was so legendary at that stuff. <laughs> good to have a good brain um um, oh that's very exciting i yes i am very very desperate to get to the states i want to go to tj maxx 
uh, or Marshalls because um, Disney do these Loungefly backpacks. Have you heard about the Loungefly backpacks? I've not. Call me so Loungefly, they're actually really well crafted. I think they're leather. They, they usually go for about 78 to 100 US dollars. Okay. Um, and I think what happened is there were certain ones that just weren't selling and so they've been bought by TJ Maxx and Marshalls and they're selling them for $29. And my TikTok is just like going bananas because people, instead of being able to get three for $300, they can get like 10 or 12 for $300. There's one woman, I will send you the TikTok, her whole shopping trolley was full of them and I was equal parts impressed and equal parts wanted to punch her in the face because I was so jealous. Here's the interesting thing. Um, now, when I hear that automatically, I'm thinking that there's people wanting to flip these because there's no Do you way. Know what? You and Michael are so the same because he no, said the same thing. But here's, here's the thing. There's people wanting to flip them. And then there's also people that are wanting to hoard them. And because there's something that's really hot right now, like if I get them, I want to get them before someone else gets them. Even though if I buy one or two, that's more than enough for me. So yeah. like if they're selling these bags and there's four or five Disney characters that, that, you know, you have a bag for each character, you like all those characters, buy all five. Yeah. If it's the same couple of characters and you've got like two dozen, stop it. Like I, and I think, and I'm always fascinated when something catches on TikTok. Remember when the many waffle makers really caught on with TikTok probably like three years ago at this point? Yeah, so I was everybody, not on that. Everybody had, well, but like these things take off and people are like, oh my gosh, I have to have them. I have to have them. But then like we, we go from I have to have them to I have to hold them. I have to get them so no one else can have them. So I can go on TikTok. Okay. And talk about how amazing I am and look okay. at that. Yeah. So I can appreciate that. So yeah. when I tell you that I have had my whole FYP be full of lounge fly bags, yes. I'm not exaggerating. Now, what I will also tell you is that a lot of these people are going to Marshall's, going to TJ Maxx, looking at the bag and going, you know what? I actually don't really like it. I'm not gonna get it. Okay. Which is good. <clears throat> um what I've discovered is there are certain lounge fly bags that sell out really quickly. Yeah. And these are obviously the ones that don't quite fit that. So there's one that I really loved, which I get other people wouldn't love, which was like the evil stepsisters and the stepmom from Cinderella. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, and, but the others are like characters that if you're somebody that's really into like a niche Disney movie, it would be great. Like if you really loved Brave, you would love this because there are so many different Brave lounge flies. Because Merida is nobody's favorite princess. Well, yeah. you know, disclaimer, she's probably somebody's favorite princess, but just it's not the one for the masses, right? She's not Elsa. Yeah. Or, you know, um, I own one Loungefly backpack. I did not own a Loungefly backpack before the Christmas season. I got one given to me as a gift. Okay. I have loved Beauty and the Beast since I was 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, Belle. Belle is my homegirl, right? Because she she loves to read and she sees inner beauty. That's, you know, that's a great kind of thing. Yeah. I know the hair makes people think Ariel, but Belle has always been my homegirl. And I got given a Beauty and the Beast one as a Christmas gift. 
I love it. I'm so excited to go to America and, and use my backpack when I go to Disney World. Yeah. And I probably will buy myself another one at Disney World. But this is not my thing. I yeah. cannot justify spending. Yeah. I got you. As you know, that said, I've got, you know, four giant drawers full of brooches. Yeah. They're all different. They're all different. I have also have not bought a brooch since April. But yeah, I, I I understand that people collect things, right? There are a lot of Disney adults out there. Yeah. I, I always thought that I was one, but it turns out I'm not. Um, I'm just I'm I'm a I'm an adult that appreciates Disney. I'm not a Disney adult. I I I can see what the distinction would be, yeah. and I can appreciate that distinction. And yeah. so and and this is always so so a couple of things. One. I want to go, by the way, if you are somebody that would buy 27 of these bags and you were going to flip them, like say you buy them for 30 and you were going to sell them for 50, 75, whatever. I mean, smart business idea. That, I, that Well, and see, I can appreciate that because again, as we're talking about the economy and cost of living, that is something it's that- a, It's a good way to pay for Christmas presents for your kids. A, really, well, as a matter of fact, I know of a couple of people that like, you know, it, it, it strikes me like- that that is something flipping items is something that is always available you can always there, there's apps that you, like you can buy physical products there's apps that'll tell you what they're selling for on like the third party and you can flip them it's tedious every so often like one of the big things i actually saw a TikTok about this yesterday there's a guy that um you know, talks about going to garage sales and stuff. And he was talking about somebody, you you can every so often find the finds, like somebody else's trash that is, you, you buy it for two bucks and it's really something that would be valued at hundreds if not thousands of dollars. You will see stuff like that every so often. Like, so if you're a savvy flipper, then you can make some really good money on it. And honestly, in something where in this bag example, yeah, I mean, if I can get something for 29 bucks and I can sell it for 75, which is cheaper than what most people would normally pay for it, it still has the tags on it. It's brand new. Like that's that's a good deal all the way around. What I have a problem with is the people that buy stuff just so others, and I know people like this too, they will buy stuff in bulk that they're not going to use. Yeah. Solely so they can say that they have it and others don't. Yeah. Um, and that I think also ties into like like it's interesting. The again, the intent underneath everything matters. And when you're talking about Disney adults versus adults that appreciate Disney, um, nostalgia yeah. is a very fascinating thing because is it something that you go back fondly and you look back in your childhood and you're like, man, that was really cool. I really I I, I loved it. You mentioned you love Beauty and the Beast at 11 years old. I've always been able to appreciate yeah. it. Or are you in nostalgia because you're like, my present day sucks. My life peaked at in 1997 or whenever, and I'm really trying to live vicariously back then. So I think intent really matters, and I think awareness matters. So. Yeah, I think so too. I think that I think it's great that nostalgia can bring us things, right? Says says the woman that now decorates her Christmas trees color coordinated because that's what I grew up with. Yes. That yes. said, however, yeah, I'm not living in the past. <laughs> Right. I'm every year I'm moving forward and going, okay, yep, how do I do this? Um, I, I look, I I remember growing up and free to air television in Australia on Sunday afternoons, you would have 
at four o'clock there would be a Disney cartoon movie mm-hmm. and at six o'clock there would be a Disney movie. So it yep. would be like uh, Herbie Rides Again or um, The Parent Trap, but like the original, and like all of those sorts of movies, uh, Bedknobs, uh, is it Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. Bedknobs and Broomsticks, is that Disney as well? But it was all movies like those. Okay. And, um, you know, I remember that. I remember that being a really, really nice thing of sitting there and watching sort of, you know, watching Fantasia and then it going into something else and my mom's cooking dinner or my dad's yeah. cooking dinner, and, you know, and, and that was really lovely. And I like the idea of, you know, eventually I, I love the idea of watching Disney movies uh, with Michael's kids because they, for whatever reason, have only ever seen the recent ones. And so like there was a day there where we went back and watched Beauty and the Beast. They had never seen it. Michael had never seen it. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm feeling sick and this is what I'm watching and you guys can watch it too. (laughs) Right. And and that's nice. Like, you know, stuff like that is nice, but it's taking it to the next level. I I think what I really appreciated and what I was really grateful for was that, like, you know, Loungefly and and TJ Maxx made this happen. Yeah. Because there there are girls out there and maybe boys too. There are kids out there that have probably looked at all these lounge fly, fly backpacks and really want one, but, you know, mum and dad are never, ever going to be yeah. able to afford a $100 backpack. Right. But mum and dad can afford a $29 backpack. Yeah. And so these kids are, are getting something, I don't know. Yeah, I just well, I like that idea of it too. And then it leads into this whole thing of, like, maybe they see this backpack and then the backpack, they look at the character and they jump into the Disney movie and then they've never really experienced Disney movies too, so then they – yeah into the entire back catalog and it can be like it can be an entire experience and if they have a situation where they can watch the movies with their parents and then it is like what you're saying you're watching the movies um the kids and so this is like this is all and and i'm again there are elements of nostalgia that in the in the last week um there was a transformer tiktok that i saw where there's apparently these action figures that actually make the sound when they're like transforming (laughs) I watched this thing on loop six times. I sent it to Heather. You know, her son like loves Transformers. This is something he and I have talked about. Yeah, you've seen Michael's the Transformers. Too. So you and you've seen the you remember the animated movie? From yeah, the yeah, I have the animated well, movie on DVD. He, he likes. He's he's nine. He Starscream is his favorite Transformer. So of course, I sent him the YouTube clip of Starscream's coronation. I sent it to her to sit, to watch it with him. I'm trolling a nine-year-old. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and so that was one nostalgic reference. I have one of the video game emulators of the original Nintendo. And when when it was like, you know, a cold day here and it was it was rainy and it was it reminded me again of like a Saturday morning when I was a kid. I fired up the emulator. I don't play it all that often, but I played some Mario. I played some um, I played some other games and stuff where I think so like and, and and with collectibles and stuff I collected sports cards uh, when I was a kid and you know I I actually recently because I had no idea what the pricing was on them um, I have a and this is a wild thing to me and I don't from a logical sense we were talking about flipping I should totally flip this but Tom Brady, who I don't know if you're familiar with, but is another sports person. Yeah, he was married to a he was married to a supermodel. That's how I yeah, know him. That's how you know him. <laughs> he, regardless of what you, and I find it interesting because his story 
on where he was drafted, where he came into his team, what his initial the initial expectation. He played for Boston, right? He played for well, he played for New England, which is the team in Boston. Okay, yeah. So, but here's the interesting thing because he came in so as such a low pick. There were the biggest thing in sports cards is can you get their first card? They they call it their rookie card, and then usually like. If you have a generational talent and there, for whatever reason, wasn't a large supply of rookie cards, then his cards are going to be really valuable. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, for whatever reason, it might even be like just the the way some of the cards are made. Like when you would pull them out of the packs, they were condition sensitive because the, the condition of the cards matters. There's like a whole industry where people grade these things. And I've never gotten into that because I was like, I was 12 years old. I was pulling packs of of of, of players like i wasn't worried about like what the grade was it's like these toys it's like when you're a toy collector and you leave the toys in the package like that to me my toys from childhood if i ever had to like like i, I would never have left them in the package but Same. anyway so I'm, I'm looking at this and i remember so like when i was in college there happened to be a guy that got drafted high high in the same draft that tom brady was taken in and that played in the town that I live in. Like he went to high school here. He's a big deal. Went to one of the major universities and then was drafted like top five. <clears throat> so I bought a box of these cards trying to get a rookie card of him. I was 18 years old. I remember when I bought this box, I was coming home from class one day. I was like, this is 50 bucks. I'm going to like, I'm going to see if I can get this, if I can get this card. I got a Tom Brady rookie card. I put it in a case. It was fine. As he played, I checked into it like, 2004, 2005, he'd won a couple Super Bowls. It's like a $60 card. I'm expecting this thing to be maybe a hundred bucks. Apparently there's been a run on Tom Brady rookie cards and the condition on this thing looks pretty good. They price it between 800 and $1,600. I'm like, this is a card from like, well, it's 23 years ago, almost 24. <laughs> but I mean, I have some cards from like before I was born. So like this thing seems like a relatively modern thing to me. Now, from a business sense, it would be like, well, th this is like, this is just this card. How, how, ex how high is this ever going to go? You could sell this and probably make a thousand dollars on it. You, you have a $50 investment in it, but I'm looking at it. I'm like, it's kind of cool that I have something like this that is viewed in this way. I'm like, yeah. do I really want to sell it? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that I do, but it, and it's like, I don't know. Am I going to be disappointed if this thing goes down to the, like, he doesn't play anymore. So it's not like it's going to, uh, you know, it, it's probably going to stay roughly the same, but like if it dropped down to $500, am I going to feel like I really lost out on the opportunity to make some money on this? Or am I going to be like, I thought this was like a 50 to a hundred dollar card to begin with. If it goes to 500, yeah. it's still more than I thought. So anyway, it's still a lot more than you paid for it. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> well, and so that's the thing too, where they have these catalog price guide type things. You still have to find somebody that'll pay for it. But the interesting thing on the price guide is I can go and see what this card is sold for. I think on eBay is where they pull the info, but like <clears throat> collecting's collecting's a huge thing and nostalgia is a huge thing. But the, the one thing about nostalgia I don't like, cause you know, I watch a lot of dead shopping mall content. I, cause I like, I like it. Like we grew up with shopping malls. They were all over the place. 
that's where you hung out as a teenager. But like, I'll see some people that are like, just really upset that shopping malls are going away. And like, from a logical sense, it's the evolution of commerce. I still like going out and shopping and going to actual stores and stuff. But, you know, I know when I was getting Christmas presents, I went out looking for something specific. They didn't have it. So I ordered it on Amazon for a lower price than I was expecting to pay for it. And it was delivered to my house the same day. I'm sorry. Convenience wins. Convenience. I, I got one Christmas present in store this year yeah. one that's not including like because i got like boxes of chocolates and things like that is like you know your filler presents right. um although the majority of those i got online as well yeah. I, I i live i live in a borderline country town yeah. and driving anywhere is 20 25 minutes at least yeah. Yeah. and and my mobility is not great at the moment either so i i I have no no qualms about it. Today's the first time I was I was in a big shopping center where I wasn't going to a grocery store for a long time. Yeah. And I, you know, I took advantage of it. There's 50% off all kids' clothing. So now Michael's kids have clothes for next summer. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I did well. <laughs> Um, they, they also, I stole an idea. I didn't steal an idea. Sharon told me about this thing that she does with her little boy. And I've now set up for, for it for next Christmas with the kids where you do a Christmas box. So, I mean, for, for most kids, it would be the first, first of December in our household. It will be the first day in December that we have the kids, which might be the first of December. Yeah. And what it is, is it's, it's a Christmas shirt. It's a Christmas, like it's Christmas shirt, Christmas pajamas. It's some of their favorite snacks for their, yeah for movie nights and, um, you know, like a Christmas book of some kind or, or something. Um, yeah, I think that, I think it'll be really good, particularly because we had a last minute emergency where one of the kids needed a Christmas shirt for school, but nobody had passed the message on and I was the only one available. And it was like, Is you need a, to go and find one. I, I love this idea actually. Yeah. I think it's I so think great because it, it gets people into the, the, it gets you into the, it gets you well. Get you into the spirit of things. You mm. have this stuff when it's still available because I can totally see if somebody needs a Christmas, yeah. shirt, you're trying to get it like the twentieth of yeah, December. Yeah, it was like the fifth. I think it was the fifteenth of December. Yeah, and in the end, I I went. I know that I bought them Christmas pajamas last year. Yeah. And I went through and found the shirt from the Christmas pajamas that just looked like a t-shirt with a reindeer on it, and and drove that down to the school. But so is there a name for this? I'm sorry, is like is there a specific name for this or it's just like Christmas? Box? I think she just called it a Christmas box. And um I, I feel like we can come up with a better better idea for different. I know that people do like Christmas Eve boxes where the kids have like special yeah. um pajamas that they wear on Christmas Eve and stuff like that. You know, you know, everybody in in the same pajamas for, for the photos sort of thing. I am a plus size woman. That is not realistically happening so. in this household. Right. So, <laughs> but I I like this. But I do want to do a Christmas box for everybody that lives in this house. So I get a Christmas box. Michael gets a Christmas box. The two kids get a Christmas yeah. box. Yeah. I you know. No, I, I like this, and because you can build an entire holiday experience around it, and it like it kicks yeah. off the Christmas season. Oh, I yeah. That. And so, um, because both schools, because the kids go to different schools. Both schools have, uh, in Australia, we call it Carols by Candlelight. 
where they have an all-school event where everybody goes and they sit together and they sing Christmas carols. And I, I think given that we have bushfire season a lot of the time, it's not candlelight anymore. When I was growing up as a kid, it was yeah. always candlelight. Yeah. And now it's like carols by glow stick or <laughs> things like that. Because, you know, it, it's it's summer, so the sun's out until late in the day. Yeah. Right? It doesn't get dark. Yeah. Um, and But, yeah, everybody, like the whole school goes and – and at one of the schools in particular, every class in that school will get up and sing a, a sing one Christmas song. And, um, yeah, and so that was why they needed Christmas shirts. And so now I'm set. Today I got Christmas shirts for both of them for next year for three bucks instead of ten. Thank you. <laughs> That's a heck of a deal. Yeah, and I got like reindeer antlers and everything, like all that stuff. So yeah, I've got a I've got a start on my Christmas box. They have they have they have a heck of a box um coming up. So question of the week. We got a number of different directions that we can go in. Mm -hmm. uh, anything jump out to you from what we've talked about? Because I know when I've come up with the question of the week, I'll be like, How about we use this? A lot of times you're kind of like, Yeah, we could do that or we could do this. And I'm like, Oh, that's better. <laughs> so, so any, diplomatic, got it. Well, I mean, you are um, a better question, so it works. If it was me, I would think either maybe something along the line of holiday sales. What, mm -hmm. like, what's something incredible that you got on sale? Yeah. Um, or what's something nostalgic that you? Or what's something that you've collected? What, what, what okay. do you collect? Which one do you yeah. want to go with? Well, I think we could even do like, uh, what are you what are you nostalgic about? Yep, done. Make it a little bit more open-ended. Boom. All right, Perfect. cool. We have our question of the week. And um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that you're like, if it was me, it is literally you. You are now, <laughs> a fit, you are being appointed the person that is in charge of question of the week. No pressure. You have a week. Okay, done. <laughs> yeah. you, you have one week and one conversation to come up with one question. <laughs> I have just removed pressure. I'll practice. And I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked. So that's what we want to know, guys. We want to know what you're nostalgic about. Uh, let us know. If you're listening on Spotify, comment there. Um, let us know on social media. And, uh, and yeah, so that is uh, that is the question of the week. Um, we've covered, as usual, we, we cover a lot. Some of it was the initial topic we thought of. It's all good. Um but yeah. So, so for this week's rundown, we covered uh, what happened in the week after Christmas. We covered the national disability incentive schemes. We covered minimum wage and what it's like to get uh, bonus payments, whether or not that's inclusive of salary or hourly rate. And we also covered uh, whether or not people buy things to flip them. We covered nostalgia. We covered Disney. And we covered Christmas boxes. This is why, this is why after this podcast, <laughs> you need to go to sleep and I need to nap. Um, so, yes, as always, we covered a number of things. Let us know what you're nostalgic about, guys. And until next week, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up here. Take care, my friend. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye.